Welcome to Disorderly Dogs, the podcast for dog guardians. If you find yourself in precarious predicaments with your dog, this podcast is for you. I'm a certified professional dog trainer and I take my 10 years of training experience and I share easy to implement dog training advice with an emphasis on kindness and compassion. Welcome. I'm so excited to share more. everyone. Welcome back to Disorderly Dogs Podcast. I'm really glad that you're here. I am going to talk about consistency in today's episode. It is one of those things that it really does matter and I'm going to tell you why. But before I jump into talking about consistency, I just wanted to fill you all in on what's happening here in Colorado. So we're having a false spring, which happens every year where it's like warm and nice and we get our hopes up and then it's going to snow and then it's going to be cold again for a couple of weeks. And we're just going to go through some ebbs and flows of that until like the end of May. And you know what? I'm doing my best just to embrace it. Those of you who don't know In addition to being obsessed with dogs, I also have an affinity for gardening and our garden is starting to come to life. If you know about flowers, crocus, our crocus are blooming. Oh my God, they're so cheery. It's such a beautiful mood booster. Woo! Okay, enough about gardening. Uh, we are doing the recall training challenge right now. We have all these beautiful teams who are joining us. We're doing lives every week. We're training recalls. I am training Spicy's whistle recall. It's been really, really fun. Recalls are one of my most favorite subjects. So it's been really fun to connect with all you beautiful people. And those of you who are training recalls this week, get at it. You got this. Uh, we are talking about doing another recall training challenge in May because we got a lot of feedback that you all wanted to join, but this round just wasn't right for you. So Steph and I are talking about doing another one in May. So if you're like recall training challenge, oh my God, I want to, well, we're going to do another one in May. So hang tight on that. <laughs> Things are going really well in reactive redefined. We just have some amazing teams in there and it's, it's so fun to be at this stage where we've been working together for a couple of months and the dogs are making a lot of progress and and it's so beautiful. And then Reactive Redefined will reopen for enrollment in April. So we'll give you more details about that when the time comes. So yeah, that's what's been happening here in Colorado and with a good feeling dog training and all of our beautiful clients. Spicy is seven months old. She's huge. It's crazy how fast they grow. She's turning into a teenager, but we are just embracing it. So like many of my podcast episode topic ideas, they come to me when I'm out walking with my dogs, which I got to be honest, walking the two of them these days is getting more and more difficult because... Waylon just wants to go. Spicy just wants to eat cat poop. It is challenging. And something that, you know, popped into my mind when I was kind of annoyed on our walk recently was how I could probably be a little bit more consistent about working the two of them together on some of the leash walking skills that I want them to do together. It's one of those that Waylon does extraordinary outside by himself. But when Spicy's there, he's kind of, he knows I'm distracted. So he's doing his own thing. And Spicy, in all honesty doesn't have a lot of leash training skills because she's a bubby and she hasn't really needed them up until now so I was thinking to myself about 
how I could be more consistent with working on some of those things. And I was creating just a little bit of a training plan for myself. And I figured, hey, this would probably be a really good thing to share with all of the amazing people listening. Yeah, you all, I'm talking to you. Thanks for joining me and caring enough about your dog to listen to me today. But I want to talk about consistency because I think that consistency in training is one of those things that like, I think a lot of trainers kind of use as a weapon against their clients. Like, well, they're not consistent. That's why it's not working. Well, they're not consistent. That's why it's not working. And while I never believe in shaming my clients ever for any reason, I think that there is some truth to the consistency. It isn't everything. We're going to talk about that. But being consistent with your training is really important, right? And the more consistent we can be with things, the more likely our dog can be consistent, right? And I have to be really truthful and honest with you all. Consistency is not my strong suit <laughs> as a human being, but over the years I've gotten really I've gotten much better about consistent training and I'm going to share with you some of the ways in which I have set my own behavior up so that I can be more consistent. Um, But, you know, the truth of the matter is that reinforced behavior gets repeated, right? So the more we're reinforcing desirable behavior, obviously we're talking about dogs and training dogs in this specific setting, right? The more you reinforce behavior, the more likely it is that they're going to do it again when you need them to, right? So that is a truth, right? That is just data that we know reinforced behavior gets repeated, okay? So that really factors into the consistency part of this conversation. But before I go forward with being consistent with your dog, I want to clarify that we have to have a couple of things in place in order to be consistent, okay? And one of the main things is making sure that our dog's mental health and learning capability is at a point where they can handle consistency, okay? Because in my career, I have worked with a lot of dogs that when I first met them, they weren't in a position where the to learn, right? They weren't in a position psychologically that if their guardian just would have been consistent with training, that could have remedied everything, right? So we had to address the dog's mental health. Oftentimes that involves routine changes, medication changes, diet changes. So I do want to be clear that being consistent in your training is very, very important. But if you don't have a dog who is capable of learning and retaining information and participating in your training, being consistent isn't going to just get you to the end all be all, right? And I think that that's kind of a fallacy that the dog training world has kind of, you know, um, made us all believe is that if you're consistent and you do it all the time, it's going to work. And that is kind of true, but not fully true, right? Because we always have to look at the individual dog. And I would also like to just empathize with all of you who are um, human beings who struggle with anxiety. That is something that I as an individual have struggled with for a long time is is anxiousness, right? And that also factors into probably my inability to be consistent sometimes because I'm trying to, to process work through my anxiety so I can like do the things that need to be done. So this isn't just a dog. This is also a human too, okay? So hopefully some of the strategies that I share um, with you today that I've been using personally, hopefully those of you who can empathize with being an anxious 
human being um, can utilize and hopefully see some success. Okay, so it is important that we just have this caveat that like, we have to have both a guardian and a dog and a headspace to be able to execute and do things consistently. Okay. So once we have that, right, we've got a dog who doesn't have any mental health challenges. They've just like spicy, for instance, she's just a puppy. She's just seven months old. She needs me to be consistent. Doing more repetitions every single day is leading to significant improvements in her behavior. Okay. So it is working. So when it comes to consistency, we have to make sure that our training plan is fair and easy to accomplish for both you and your dog. If we have any if we have any hope of making sure that we execute and consistently do things. So coming up with really easy training plans so that when you're being consistent, you get some easy wins right from the get, you and your dog. That's really, really important when it it comes to being consistent because technically if we're going to be consistent, we're slowly but surely developing the habit of daily training, right? For both our dogs and for ourselves. And when we're starting a new habit, we want to start with small incremental steps for the dog and for the handler. So we're looking at what are easy repetitions we can do every day to make sure we're consistent. So I want to give you an example. Um, like I said, I am I am training Spicy's Whistle Recall um, with everybody during the Recall Training Challenge. And And I have set it up so that I can be consistent, right? Because what I'm coaching everybody in the recall challenge and what I'm doing myself is I'm doing it every single day. No skipping days, right? So I have made it so that there are some really easy repetitions so that Spicy can be successful, I can be successful, and it's working really well. So I'm just training in the house and in the backyard for now. So that makes it super easy to be consistent because I don't have to go anywhere to make it happen. And I'm just doing really easy whistle reps in the house where she's not distracted at all. I'm blowing and I'm delivering the food reinforcement. So it's been easy for me to be consistent, especially this week, because I set it up because there were easy places to do it and it was easy for Spicy to participate. Okay, so when we're looking at being consistent, we have to modify things. We got to modify our own behavior so that we can be successful, right? And we can be consistent with things. In addition to those easy repetitions, I do a couple of other things to make it easier on my behavior to be consistent. So I absolutely think that... Um, having treats already purchased or prepped or ready, that's really reinforcing for me. And that motivates me to be consistent with the training, right? Because I spent the money, I took the time, I prepped the treats, I know that those are already there. So I'm like, all right, I have this incentive, right? To like, actually make sure I'm consistent with the training because my training tools are ready. So when it comes to reinforcements, we really want to make sure that we're prepped and ready because that is really going to motivate you, hopefully, to be consistent like you need to be. 
I also have some context cues. So the whistle I have sitting on the kitchen counter where I can't just miss it, right? It's like, cause I'm on the kitchen counter every single day. So I have that context cue, right? Like I've got the whistle there. So I see it. So I do the things. Okay. And I think that there are lots of other ways that you can do that, right? I've, uh, in addition to working on Spicy's Recall, I've also really been just working on some of her skills, right? So getting off the couch on cue, leave it, stay. I've just been working on those skills, which she needs consistency in because I need her to consistently do those things. And those are not super strong behaviors for her at this point. So I need to consistently be working on them every day. So I have also tried to set up um, treat stations near where I might need to practice those things. So I set up a treat station right by the couch so that when I need to get spicy off the couch, I can point, I can make it a training session, I can reinforce her, right? So I think that coming up with some context cues for yourself can be hugely helpful. If you haven't already invested in a treat pouch and been wearing that baby out on walks, it is time because the having your treat pouch prepped and ready and that just part of your routine when you go out in the world with your dogs, that is going to make it much easier for you to be consistent with training because you have what you need to be successful. Okay. Um, I think that something else that can be helpful in addition to getting your, your, reinforcements, your treats prepped and ready and having some context cues for yourself is that you can try to come up with routines in, in the form of time of day so that you remember every day to do it. So a lot of my clients get in the habit of doing a training session with their dog before dinner, right? Because you're going to remember to feed the dog. You can just take some of their normal dinner. You can use that in the training session and then they can have dinner, right? So I think you just have to realistically look at your life and your routine and what's going to be the easiest. I find that I get more motivated to do training in the mornings than in the evening. So I try and think about doing a training session. I actually just do it after breakfast, not before breakfast, right? But they feed, uh, I feed my dogs and then I'm like, okay, it's time. We're going to do a little training session and that makes it much easier. I also want you to remember that being consistent doesn't mean that you have to devote a lot of time to it. Okay. Consistently training could be being consistent in, you know, 60 total seconds of the day where the dog needed you and reinforcing them there. Right. So being consistent doesn't necessarily mean that that takes a lot of time. It just means that you continue to be clear every day in what you want from your dog and you reinforce desirable behavior. So another example of consistency is, okay, so let's go back to the example of walks. I'm out on walks. I've got my treat pouch and I feel like the dogs are maybe pulling more than I want them to. I need to slow down, ask them to walk with me, reinforce that behavior because the more I do that and the more consistent I am with that, I bet you can imagine what happens. The dogs more consistently walk at my side and they pull less. I have to be very consistent about that because if I'm not consistent in that, I really start to see a uh, decrease in the dogs offering walking nicely on leash. So consistency is really, really important, especially for those of you who are in a position like me, you have a young dog, maybe you have a dog who's new to you, who doesn't have a lot of skills. I'm still consistent with Waylon's training, but I'm not consistently teaching him 
Well, I'm still teaching him some new things, but I'm not teaching him the level of new things that I'm teaching spicy. So I'm still consistent with him because he gets some sort of reinforcement for desirable behavior every single day. I'm consistent with that for show, right? He gets reinforced for that every single day. Spicy, I'm having to be more consistent in doing specific training sessions. And instead of getting frustrated in real life moments, just being like, Rachel, you're a dog trainer. Train the dog right now, which I do. I got to give myself some credit. I'm stepping up. I'm doing it. So I think it's, you know, it's one of those things that consistency is going to mean something slightly different to each team, right? Because your dog might have different skills, but I know that a lot of you listening are reactive dog teams and you have no choice. You have to be consistent or you can't (laughs) maintain the level of functionality in your life that you need with your dog. So you have to be consistent. So shout out to you all. But I just, I, I wanted to do this episode as a way to motivate myself to be completely honest and also just share with all of you that being consistent does matter. But if we're being consistent, right, and you're following all the steps to make sure that your behavior is where it needs to be so you can be consistent, if we're not seeing progress, right, like if we don't feel like the consistency is actually making it better, I want you to consider two things. One, the duration of time you have been doing it. Sometimes training plans take a couple of months with consistency to build to fluency. It depends on the behavior. Sometimes we have a really long timeline in the consistency. So it doesn't mean what you're doing isn't working. It just means it it takes more time. But I will say that sometimes consistency with a bad training plan is going to leave you feeling frustrated because you hit a plateau and you're not getting any better. That is when a lot of my clients come to me, especially you beautiful reactive dog guardians, is that you have been executing this training plan and you've been really consistent with it, but it's still not working and building the way that you think that it should. If you were in that position, just invest in advice from a qualified trainer, right? A lot of trainers, myself included, will do one-off consults just to be like, okay, where's your training plan? Try this, this, and this. So if you feel like you've been really consistent with your training plan, but it's still not working, it's likely that your training plan needs to be tweaked. Something needs to be changed. We got to make some changes in the training plan. Um, We may need to make some changes in the environment. We may need to take some changes in the reinforcement. Um, But that might be something you need, right? It's just the help of a fresh perspective to tweak your training plan. I think that something else that is likely to happen when we have dogs who do not find food or things that we think would be like really reinforcing to dogs actually reinforcing. So if you're being consistent with your training plan, but what we're doing isn't actually positively reinforcing the behavior we want, that can also cause issues, right? This is something that I typically see happen with the dogs who are less than food motivated. Obviously, all dogs are food motivated because they would die if they didn't eat. But trust, I know that there are those unicorn dogs out there that just like are not as food motivated. And sometimes the food that we think is actually a reinforcement actually becomes a punisher, 
So that could be another reason why consistency might not be getting you to where you want to go. I'm sure that there are plenty of other examples of of consistency not being enough. Those are the ones I can think of for this podcast episode today. But it is really important to stay consistent in your training, right? I think that even just making yourself a small checklist, doing like three or four things for just a couple of minutes every day, that's basically what I've been doing. I've not been doing a lot of time of training. I've just been doing it more consistently, i.e. every single day. Because remember, our dogs are learning every day whether we're training them or not. And if you want to see consistency in their response to trained behaviors, you better be consistently doing the training and making it reinforcing for your dog. Everyone, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I am already looking forward to the next episode. Smooch those puppies and have a beautiful weekend. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you need help with your dog's behavior, you can learn more about our training services at agoodfeelingdogtraining.com. We post training inspiration and training tips almost daily over on the Instagram at agoodfeeling underscore NCO. If you like this podcast, we would be so grateful if you could share it with a friend or family member who could benefit from all of the information. Um, It's been a total delight. We love this podcast so much. And thank you so much for listening to Disorderly Dogs.